1: hello my loves welcome back with love danielle this is me being a regular devoted podcaster i am back after a long spell of not doing the fresh stuff and now it's fresher deeper sweeter hopefully you can tune into last week's episode where i asked the question what spiritual season are you in Yeah, that was a good one. Today is about healing, indicators, signs that you're healing, eight signs that you're healing. You know, we're all doing so much, so much of the time. Or maybe you're totally (laughs) a self-help slacker, in which case I aspire to be you. I need to slack more and be less neurotic on my own journey. Really, that's so much about what I teach about these days. And with all the prayer, the centering, the meditation, the supplements, the contemplation, the workshops, the memberships, the people we follow and listen to, the downloads, the courses, how do you know that it's actually working? I and mean, this has been one of my guiding questions for so long, is everything I'm doing to be well, helping me to be well. I have some clarity for you. You know you're healing when, number one, you make space to respond, not react. You make space to respond, not react. So finding the space. This is really the key in this space. Finding space between someone else's point of view and your response gets explored. So let me put this another way. You find a landscape of options for your response. You are less reactive. So responsiveness is not the same as being reactive, of course. You are wise, and that is why you're here. Reactive is you get hit, and you hit back. It's a reflex. Reactions are unconscious responses. Reactions are the same old response from the basement of your psyche. Someone says something to you. You take it in a particular way based on your past. And you react based on your past. So it's tit for tat, and it is low vibe. Responsiveness is when you take a pause, you move into that space between you and somebody else's point of view, and you ask yourself, what's the highest response for the good of everybody in the situation? What's the best response for everybody that's here? Making space might just be a microsecond where you've got enough mental clarity, you're centered enough because you've been doing the work, which we're going to talk about in a second, that just in a microsecond, you can be more conscious about how you're going to Reply, move, choose your words, gauge your tone, right? Space to respond might be not pressing send on the really high, fiery email. Making space to respond might be sleeping on it. Making space to respond might be having the courage to sit in the uncomfortable moment of silence, Making space to respond could be creating space with eye contact, with touch. Making space to respond could be just taking a break, having a bit of chocolate, getting back to somebody. Making space to respond could be three days before you make a decision. You know you're healing when you make space to respond, not react. You know you're healing when fixing other people's issues is like not your primary concern. So, of course, we want to help people heal, and we want to comfort people, and we want to make life easier for others. It's one of the reasons we incarnate, because we are all in this together. Yes, totally. Love and service all the way. But you know what? You really can't save anybody. You can't rescue anyone. You can just love them. When we try and jump in with our answers and solutions, can actually be a form of disrespect to somebody else in the pickle. Sometimes jumping in is a signal that you don't really believe that they have the capacity to know what's best for them and to reach for the tool and get themselves out of the ditch. What's really helpful is having faith in someone else's wisdom and strength. Just believe that they have an inner light that they're going to bring to the surface. One of the reasons that fixing other people's issues is like not your primary concern is because when we are more healed and more integrated, which is to say we are living more heart-centered lives, then our ego doesn't need to come into situations and be the savior. We don't need to show other people how wise and brilliant we are, how many times we've been around the block, how we can dig them out of the hole. You no longer need to be the most experienced person in the room, even if you are the most experienced person in the room. And here's the deeper thing about this idea that fixing other people's issues is not your primary concern when you have done some healing. Here's the concept. If the world is of our making, if our reality is vastly up to us to create, then we know that focusing on our own healing is one of the most useful, powerful contributions that we can make to the collective. You're just going to fix yourself. You're going to clean up your side of the street. Okay, how else do you know you're healing? You know you're healing when loving all the parts of yourself is comforting. The key word here is comforting. And all parts. And loving. It's all key. Loving on all parts of yourself is comforting. So... So including those fiery parts of yourself, the forbidden parts of yourself, the shamey stuff, the guilty stuff, the stuff you've been pushing away, the stuff that is probably the reasons you're going to therapy or doing the plant medicine or having your coach on speed dial, all of which can be great things and all of which can be really shadowy behavior. So... You're holistic in your approach. You're embracing all those fragments that most of us have been trained to push away and criticize for so long. Okay. So, so first of all, there's the embrace. And then this is how you really know you are making some progress. That embrace is comforting to you. You love loving all of you. It's kind of like you get a rise. You get lit up by loving the most arrogant part of yourself. You feel vibrant and alive because you are speaking more kindly than ever to your neuroses and your hang-ups and all the stuff. My experience is when I can love, speak softly, kindly, even kind of delight in, seeing, acknowledging, embracing the parts of myself, like my fears of the future, my apocalyptic thinking. Any time that I get a little bit catty, I say to myself, oh, Danielle, you did it again, but I still love you anyway. Or, you know, if you've been hanging out with me on With Love, Danielle, for a while, you know that one of my things is staying up too late, which is really just a symptom of pushing and overworking, which is a symptom of me trying to earn my place on the planet, et cetera, et cetera. I just caught myself the other night, and I was just like, oh, D, like, it's 11.30 again, and you're going to wake up just a little too tired tomorrow to be clear and optimized again. And I just like, oh, you're so sweet for noticing. And I felt that comforting. Indication of healing. Loving all parts of yourself is comforting. And that comfort inspires you to keep loving more parts of yourself, more fully, and more consistently. It's nervous system regulation, really. It's love. Okay. You know you're healing when respecting the other person is as important as respecting yourself. So let's think of all the things that we want from intimate relationships, transactional relationships, business relationships, people on the corner, neighborly transactions, exchanges. We want kindness and politeness. We want to be seen and heard and loved We might push the boat out even further. We want to be adored. We want to be met. We want to be celebrated. But at the very least, primal, basic dignity, we want respect, right? We want it. Sometimes we tell ourselves we deserve it. We're going to demand it. You know, whatever your tone is around that. What if that kind of urgency and importance for us to be respected were transferred onto other people in a positive way, that you want other people to feel as dignified, as seen, as loved, as heard, as celebrated when they walk away from an exchange with you. You extend dignity. You know you're healing when love is a win-win scenario for you with everybody that you meet, no matter what happens. No matter if they disrespected you, if you got adored to the max, if you didn't get what you want, if you got rejected, respecting the other person is just as important as respecting yourself. Definitely has us reframe our conversations around worth and boundary and what works for us and does not work for us, doesn't it? You know you're healing. When leaning into pain points is what you do best. This is such a double dip into cosmic power. You are here for it. You are curious about what's up, what's working, what's not working. You want to have the conversation about what's painful and fractured and not quite right. You're noticing where it hurts and you're not turning away. You're stepping forward into it. You get a rise out of this. You're becoming an authority at leaning into the pain points. It's what you do best. By the way, I think that's a secret to true intimacy and relationships and burning away old stories that keep us smaller and disconnected from our true identity, which is... You know, you're a divine being. Wouldn't it be great if on your dating profile you had leaning into pain points is what I do best? <laughs> that, that would really separate the wheat from the chaff. <laughs> you know you're healing when you gently silence your inner critic. So, keyword here, gently. It's as if your tone... In response to your ego mind, your inner child that's acting out, your unhealed self, all the criticism that those fragments of ourselves are offering up, that critique just fades away like soft snow. Soft snow because your tone is so warm and steady and gentle, it melts the critique. When we get harsh with our inner harshness, it just creates more anxiety. Gentleness is the Aikido move. Tenderness is the antidote to harshness, right? So you got to keep your cool. You breathe from the heart center, and you parent your woundedness. You gently silence your inner critic. You show them not who's boss. You show them who's loving. You know you're healing. You know you're healing when loving your friends and family feels like your greatest gift. You love, love. Who here loves love? Love, love. You take delight in delighting the ones who delight you and the ones who drive you crazy. This, by the way, is one of the most powerful solvents for resentments. We're going to bump up against each other in relationship. Things are going to get cranky and crunchy, Resentments are going to form, and you can just apply your delight of loving someone onto that resentment, and it'll melt away. It's like you like being strong, you love that you have so much to give. You know that loving someone else in all of their states affirms your bigness, it's proof of your aliveness, loving is how you stay more vibrant and vital. They don't even need to totally get your love. (laughs) They definitely do not need to totally understand you. They don't even need to say thank you or be appreciative of what you're giving or how you're loving. You just love loving. You get really jazzed on giving them what you think they need from your loving place. You may not get what you want, but you will leave all of these situations thinking, I got to love, I got to expand, I got to taste my true essence. That was me being my expanded, divine, radiant self. Isn't that the whole point? Yeah? Loving your friends and your family is the most sacred usefulness of you Being in relationship, yeah, it's your greatest gift. Our finale, you know you're loving when listening to your soul is your top priority. Listening to your soul is your top priority. Now, there's lots of other people that we often put in the top position of expert and oracle, But listening to your soul is numero uno strategy. And by that I mean you're aligned with your higher self. You are heart-centered. And by that I mean really just hear the imagery, see the imagery of this. Basking in the light of your soul is your top priority. Can I just break that down before we head out? Basking. What is it to bask? To be receptive. There's nothing to do, but be still and receive the higher guidance that is waiting for you to just be still. So the light of the soul can be absorbed and integrated into all of your energy bodies. All of your thoughts, your words, and your actions. You're going to receive, you're going to bask in the light, the radiance, the inclusiveness, the beauty of your soul, your true self, your Buddha nature, your Christ consciousness, your heart, your essence that which is connected to all souls, that which generates and gives life to all souls. This is your top priority. So what does a life look like that is designed for you to bask in the light of your soul? It's the first thing you think about. Your to-do list, your agenda, the way you worship and practice revolves around basking in the light of your soul. Your time management skills, who you hang out with, how you engage, what you read, what you eat, what you listen to, how you dance, how you move, how you take care of yourself, how you plan your life, how you work, show up in the world, what you give and receive... Your grocery list is all aligned with this priority that you are going to bask in the light of your soul. You do the work, the privilege, the honor of tuning in. You know you're healing when listening to your soul is like, obviously, your number one priority. Shall we review? You know you're healing when you make space to respond, not react. You know you're healing when fixing other people's issues is not your primary concern. You know you're healing when loving all parts of yourself is comforting. (laughs) Emphasis on loving all parts of yourself is comforting. You know you're healing. You know you're healing when respecting the other person is just as important as respecting yourself. You know you're healing when leaning into pain points is what you do best. You know you're healing when you gently silence your inner critic. You know you're healing when loving your friends and family feels like your greatest gift. You get to love. You know you're healing when listening to your soul is your top priority. How goes the healing? Yeah. I'd love to end this with a dedication of merit, but before we go, I want to let you know that I'm having an open house. A virtual open house with myself and the beautiful new members of my team. It's a look at how we do business, all of our very recent evolutionary leaps. It's an invite into our new heart centered mastermind. The mastermind is going to be for idealists and way showers, entrepreneurs, anybody who is interested in a more heart intelligent way of being prosperous. It's free, by the way. It's happening on Thursday, September 14th, 3 p.m. Pacific. That's 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Behind-the-scenes tour of the most heart-centered business moves that I've made, most of which have happened in the last 10 weeks. Super excited to share everything with you, everything in my business world is changing only for the better so whether you are a newly trained coach facilitator counselor teacher yoga teacher or you just want to be a fly on the wall on how we throw down on running a heart-centered show come on over you go to danielle slash Open House. And I could teach about this stuff for days. We're going to be there for 75 minutes, and then we're going to run. We'll do a QA, and a which is always my favorite. You can submit your questions in advance or just come to the live with queries in hand. If you can't make it live, of course, we are going to email you the video in full within 24 hours, and I will aim to answer every last question and get you every link and perspective that I've got. Live Open House, me and my beautiful team. Let's close with the dedication of merit. So this is one of the ways that we usually open all of our heart-centered classes. We just center in, we breathe into our heart, and we offer up all the benefits of our togetherness, fresh ideas, maybe a couple tears, usually some good laughs, to the benefit of all beings, that we're not just there to grow for ourselves, we are there to grow on behalf of everybody else. So let's do that for this, albeit one-way conversation we've had today about how to know when you're healing. It goes like this. You could do this for everything you do, by the way. Every meal you have, every work day that you begin, every essential oil that you put on, every walk you take around the block. We dedicate the merits of this practice, of this listening, of our open-heartedness to the awakening of all beings and the purification of the greater mother, our planet Gaia. We give thanks in full faith. So be it. And so it is. My friends, I am so grateful that you're here. I don't take one click, listen, review, subscribe, anything for granted. And I hope to see you next week with a few more solutions to hopefully light your way. With love, Danielle. Thank you so much for listening, for feeling, for spreading the word. With love.